Hello, and welcome to episode 114 of the Casual Tryhard Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm James. And this week, we're going to try to build the next historic anthologies. Yeah, because Yeah, because the last one was kind of wanting. Yeah, like how many... We've been living with it for like two weeks now. How many cards out of it are seeing regular play? What The Conjuring, Collected Conjuring, sees mm-hmm. more play than I thought it would. I've seen it yep. in the... Um, what is it called in the Phoenix decks and, mm-hmm. uh, the, there is a, um, harmless offering deck that plays it. Yeah. With the uh, pact. Yeah. And then death shadow. Cause everyone's yep, on the same, death shadow. is on the same uh, page as we are. Yep. And then I have played against bone splitter and the stupid goblin multiple times. Yeah. I haven't seen that yet. And then. Then I feel like we start to run out. Yep, like, I think that's played, about it. Like, I've seen a Cold Steel Heart once or twice. Yeah, I've seen a Cold Steel Heart once I or twice. I think maybe I've seen a Blink Moth Nexus, but I don't think so. Like, it's not a lot. Yeah. So, uh, if you want to get at us with what you think should be in Historic Anthologies 5, if you, you know, or tell us why we're all totally wrong, <laughs> uh, you can get at us at Casual Tripod on Twitter. Yep. You can also hit us up on Facebook at Casual Tryhard MTG, or you can drop us an email at show at casualtryhardmtg.com. Next week, we should have some Strixhaven previews, right? Like they start today. They started uh, Monday as you're listening to this, or today as we're recording it. Well, we got- right, but I think they officially start today as you're listening to this, right? Don't they start Thursday? Look, if Danny Trejos does something, it's official. Okay, it's official. And Danny Trejo showed me a magic card on Twitter. Spoilers <laughs> have started. If Machete does it, I'm in. Like, okay, cool. Thanks, Machete. Right, but it wasn't a Machete. It wasn't it wasn't a Michonne or a Machete. No. But Danny Trejo's Machete. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, spoilers have started. Yeah. Like So <laughs> if you want to uh pick up any, you know, pre order any singles from Strixhaven, anything you think that's cool. Or we just had Time Spiral come out. I believe some of that stuff has already started to come up in price. So if there's anything from Time Spiral that you're looking to pick up, make sure you guys use our TCG Player affiliate link, tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com. Anything you purchase after following that link will get a small percentage of to help keep the show rolling. Uh, if you guys want to support us a little bit more directly, you can do so at patreon.com slash casual tryhard MTG. Patrons get early access to show notes. They get access to our pre-show ramblings where we kind of talk about anything and everything for about an hour before we start recording the show. And uh, we blast that up on Patreon for our patrons to listen to. Also, we've been doing a lot better lately about getting content up on YouTube. We have a YouTube channel, Casual Tryhard MTG. And we have a treat for you this week. Let me yeah. tell you. So on Friday, I was like, hey, Rico plays whatever the numbers are after his name of the 17, whatever. 23. Is it 1723? Might be. Sorry, Anthony. It's like, <laughs> hey, how about we like play some magic and then you uh, and then you can like teach me Legends of Runeterra. He mm-hmm. was in. So part one of that was we played 
best of one historic literally in the middle of the night like till two <laughs> o'clock in the morning so we were we were peak peak players but yeah. it was a lot of fun it was a, a laid-back casual atmosphere mm-hmm. and uh it's two hours of us just doing ridiculous stuff <laughs> the same deck the whole time or did you change decks at all I thought about changing decks, but it was going so well. I was like, nah, this is fun. This is fine. Leave <laughs> like, roll one. Yeah, I started the video. I was like, if this goes poorly, we'll switch over to this other deck. Eh, it didn't really go super poorly, so it was fine. <laughs> we had a rough spot, but it's fine. It's fine. But it yeah, was a lot of fun. Right. If like, yeah, if you, I watched some of it. It looked like a lot of fun. If you like watching content that is uh, a little rough around the edges, but like laid back <laughs> and fun, this is... This is the uh, the video for you. Well, I think we uh, we specialize in rough around the edges, huh? Yeah, there was one point that my <laughs> hand totally went over the camera because I had to plug something in. It was classy. <laughs> it was fine. It was fine. Yeah. I was like, I was like, I'll cut this out. And then I was like, no, I won't. I don't have time. <laughs> like that sounds too yep. hard. So no, and, it was uh, good. Last week I posted up. The uh, Time Spiral Remastered box opening that I did. I'll be doing some more of those for Strixhaven also. So you can look forward to that. You got any more videos you're going to be rolling out? or If I can talk Anthony into playing more shenanigans, I might. We, shenanigans. Might, we might play some shenanigans. Like I said, though, he also wants to try to teach me Legends of Runeterra. Yeah. So you can, uh, I can, I can fill his role of being the hype man. And, <laughs> and he at least knew what was going on. I'll just be like, I don't know what's happening right now. I have no idea what this is. But big thing hurt little thing. We have the big thing, and I could I could just be happy. So maybe yeah. that'll come out. Like I said, I might try to. We ran into a deck that yeah. uh, he thought was interesting, mm-hmm. and I was like, well, I can just build that deck and then yeah. trick him into like playing that. So we might uh. We might do that. We'll see. I'm not running any of this by him. He'll be hearing about this for the first time listening to the pod. <laughs> Surprise! Surprise! You, you you have a you have a date uh, on yep. Zoom, yep. which I I told him we couldn't get Discord to work right, so I introduced him to Boomer Discord, which is just Boomer Zoom. Discord. Boomer Discord. It's like here you go. He's like, oh, how are you so good with this? This is how I teach all my classes. That's right. This is fine. Yep. All right. So yeah, make sure uh, if you're looking for any of that content, hop over to our YouTube channel. Uh, make sure you subscribe, like, thumbs up, click the bell, all that stuff that the YouTubers tell you to do so that you know uh, when our content comes out. And one last thing before we get into the show is we also have a Discord. There's a link in the description. There's a link on all of our social media. If you can't find a link, let us know. We'll send you a link to get in there. Um That's where we posted about this episode that we're going to do here. And we also have quite a few different conversations that happen pretty regularly over on Discord. And you also posted up a link to the video on Discord. So anybody that was in there could see this video that's coming out also. And in our deck section, I posted (laughs) up the list for the deck that we played. So all you have to do is copy and paste it. Yep, perfect. So I put up the list and I was like, someone's like, is there a video coming? I was like, today. And then I was like, here's the link. <laughs> here's the link. So, yeah. So it's all there for you. And I'll try to like make sure when I put up videos that I try to do a better job of putting them in Discord. Yep. So we're new perfect. at this. 
we're new at this. Hey, we're two getting year, there. Two years in, we're still new at this. <laughs> 114 episodes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So kind of the conceit for this episode, like I said earlier, was we weren't happy with historic anthologies. Yeah, kind of uh, sucked. Four. Yeah, it was, it was kind of awful. And as opposed to just being like, wizards, this is trash, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, let's come up with what would be cards that we would want to see in the Nexus Orc anthologies and kind of mm-hmm. like why. Yeah. And with the with the goal of, as I kept saying last time, it's got to like move the needle. It's got to do something. It's got to prop up a deck that's like tier two and give right. like another option or just spawn a whole new archetype. Mm-hmm. And so you and I came up with the list. Mm-hmm. And then... We asked the denizens of Discord. <laughs> the to, denizens of Discord. Oh, I like that. Yeah, there you go. To chime in with some suggestions. And we made ground yeah. rules, which some people can't follow rules, but that's fine. Um, I think the most of them couldn't follow the ground rules, but that's yeah. all right. We'll talk about so, it anyway. So the ground rules were, again, it's got to move the needle. It's yeah. got to be something that's not Pioneer legal because right. they're planning to put Pioneer on Arena. So we want to make yeah. sure historic has a pioneer is different. Yep. And then I forget what the third rule was. Um, you don't talk about fight club, but <laughs> I don't think that was it. <laughs> That's the first two rules. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember was, what the other rule was. It was something, but it was like not in pioneer. Yeah. It's gotta be good. Those are the big ones. Yeah. Hopefully something that like propped up a different deck. Yeah. Like a tier two deck or spawn yeah. an archetype or something. Yeah. And I wanted to, I put a bunch, it's funny. James put yeah. a bunch of legacy cards in. Yeah. <laughs> I put a bunch of modern cards in, but I was trying to like pick modern cards that weren't just like, let me just build this like, you know, janky version of a modern deck in uh, yeah. historic. Well, I mean, I kind of did the same thing with legacy though. Yeah. Like the cards that I wanted to put in from Legacy aren't necessarily like building a deck, you know what I mean? Yeah. So what do we got here? All right. Uh, first up was uh, Veteran Explorer. Like Nick fits super cool, right? And we already have uh, Phyrexian Tower. We so... have Tower, and we have uh, Witches Oven. Yeah. And so... like, there's more basics played in Historic obviously than there is in legacy so it's probably a little bit more symmetrical yeah so for those of you who don't know what veteran explorer is it's one on the green for a one one yeah i think it's a one one and when it dies both players can search their deck for up to two basic lands and put it on the battlefield yep so it's like symmetrical ramp but Mm -hmm. in legacy the way you break the symmetry is you play basic lands and no one else does Right. So you get to like double rampant growth Mm -hmm. if you do a little bit of work to like make it die. Mm -hmm. And then you, uh, you get this, uh, you get to play like six and eight drops in your deck. Yeah. Normally Nick fit plays like, like carnage tyrant and, um, Jermoka. Yeah. Just like big stompy stuff that normally would never see legacy play. Yes. Because it's, they get to go from two mana to four. Right. 
and then or two mana to a five and then it's just like oh cool i can now cast all this stuff on turn three yeah and you can just do whatever you want so i thought that might be kind of a neat a neat tool in the toolbox yeah so your next one here i think like we should talk about that and then a bunch of cards from my list okay so my next card is dead of winter it's the Black Wrath from Modern Horizons. It's like two and a black. Mm-hmm. And it gives neg X, neg X, where X is equal to the number of snow lands you control, I think. Neg X, neg X to non-snow creatures. Oh, non-snow creatures. Oh, so it's not even symmetrical. No, 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 no. Um, so- I was trying to think of something that would kind of give the snow decks a shot in the arm because they kind of fell on the... Like fell on their face. Like the snow archetype was really good and limited, and it didn't really translate very well to constructed, at least thus far. Yeah. So I was kind of looking for something that might help the snow decks out a little bit, and I really want Merit Lady Slumber to have a place to live. And I've tried a bunch of different shells, and I can't find a place for it to live. Okay, so I thought about Dead of Winter, and I thought Dead of Winter was way too good. It might be, but I did something similar. And the mm-hmm. reason I wish to talk about a bunch of my cards is a bunch of my cards are just that, things to make snow good. Oh, okay. So I have been watching, again, as we've talked about, like I don't care about competitive magic anymore because like, what am I, when am I doing it? Uh, yeah. was watching a bunch of Saffron Olive videos and he's been on like a snow kick in Modern. Yeah. And so like a week or two ago, he played um, a Narfi list that was like snow based and mm-hmm. today he played a budget magic deck that was a snow deck in modern and it's actually pretty good okay so some of the cards that kind of came up were uh glacial revelation oh yeah i bought foils when i knew we were getting snowlands back yeah that's so, uh from modern horizons right where you mm-hmm. get to like look at the top cards of your deck and grab snow permanence top six and you get any oh, number of snow cards yeah so it can just be like a three mana draw six, which happened yeah. multiple times on the video today. So this like props up like a mid range or like a Trishany snow deck. Like you yeah. trade resource, trade resources, and then you like three mana bury your opponent mm-hmm. on thin ice as like a cheap removal spell, yep. which, you know, it's fragile. Like we had like chain to the rocks in standard. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. we wouldn't, we would never have swords of plowshares or path to exile. Mm-hmm. in like modern standard sets but we had chain to the rocks which is pretty much chain to the igloo here yeah so it's a white for an enchantment that enchants a snow land and you can exile a creature for as long as you control on thin ice right and then this other one is like a card that seth was going on and on about and it's just like good which is abominable tree folk oh you have to remind me about that one yeah so I actually wrote it down two. Oh, I did it wrong though. Two black, uh, two blue green. Okay. Trample. Its power mm-hmm. and toughness is equal to the number of snow permanents you have. And when it ETBs, okay. you get to tap something. And it doesn't untap oh, okay. during its next untap step, I do believe. Okay. So, like, it's just like your big, dumb, idiot finisher mm-hmm. in like blue green. But it's your big, dumb, idiot green finisher that costs four. Right. Right. So, like, you could play, you know, a lot of your, like, snow cards from Kaldheim and prop them up with this, like, powerful draw card, draw mm-hmm. card card, 
and like abominable tree folk. Yeah. And like maybe get to a deck that way. Like, hell, hey, I have like my Jorn and then <laughs> I play my tree folk and, you know, stuff and like kind of get a deck that way. Yeah. So I was trying to think of ways to make snow good that like I feel like Dead of Winter could just be like oppressive. Maybe. Right? Like, so I was trying to think of cards that like I was also trying to think of things that would promote like mid range gameplay. Yeah. Which is weird for me to say because like I used to be sick of stand <laughs> of of like standards that were just like, oh, it's just smashing mid range decks into each other. Right. And like there's no variety and it's like now I feel like everything's like really big or really small. So well, I was like Right, but like that's kind of the natural progression though, is because the mid range decks that we were kind of smashing into each other like just kept getting bigger and bigger in order to compete. And then you just end up with these giant like behemoth battleships crashing into each other instead yeah. of like a lean mid range deck. Yeah, well, like that's partly because they keep printing all these cards that promote yeah. the battleship. Yeah. yeah. But like I didn't I was like, I don't want it to just be like we're gonna play like a bunch of Esper control. Mm-hmm. And I don't want it to, you know, just promote like Oh, one, two, three, you're dead. One, two, three, I'll, I drew my Ember Cleave. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, but yeah, we both were on the same track of like, how can we take, how can we like push the snow cards? Well, do you want to talk about my next one then? Because it goes in the snow decks too. You're a madman, but sure. <laughs> um, I picked back to basics because I do think that it would help the snow decks out. Um, the snow decks really probably aren't going to play that many non-basic lands. And if they do, they can untap them with Jorn because they're going to be snow lands. True. I figured that like Blood Moon kind of keeps people honest in modern. Back to basics might kind of do the same thing for historic. But the problem with just using Blood Moon is that it would make goblins way too good. And back to basics doesn't. Yeah. So again, back to basics. Two and a blue enchantment. Uh, non-basic lands do not untap during the controller's untap step. Mm-hmm. So you just tap all your opponent's land. Like, all your opponent's lands that were like non-basics untapped mm-hmm. just don't untap. So like, it has a fail case. Like if you're playing against goblins, the card does literally nothing. Nothing. Right. If you're playing against like Jun Sacrifice, they can't cast spells. Right. And I think that modern magic like they wouldn't make that card so like Probably i don't know if they, wanna... like, they don't like prisony stuff anymore this yeah. is very much like a prisony card yeah so i don't know if they'd want to put on because i mean think about how like careful they were with blood sun yeah like they're like well we want to kind of pay homage to blood moon and burn this awesome name but mm-hmm. then have it be like unplayable but it draws a card so i was like no <laughs> not not enough but yeah. no, like can... I said, I was trying to think of something that would number one, help the snow decks and like, they were already going to be playing a high number of basics to start with. And then I didn't want something like I, like I mentioned with blood moon, like blood moon would just make goblins way too good. And you're not going to have that problem with back to basics. But I also feel something that like hates on non-basic lands is like more okay in like standard or historic or even like pioneer a little bit because like those people aren't playing, you know, 21 land mana bases with one basic in them. 
most of those decks have, you know, seven or eight basics in them, especially yeah. if you're built on the back of like Fable Passage, like you want a number of basics in your deck. Yeah, no, this is true. It could be better. I would just worry if they would put a card like that in, but it could prop up snow. Yeah. Uh, and it would like hurt control decks and stuff if they like, you know, tap out to counter your thing and you're like, haha. Yeah. Now gotcha. I just get to resolve like, you know, a 2-2 and you can't deal with it. <laughs> yeah. Next up is perhaps the most skill testing card in all of Magic. I also want to preface this with I do believe this card is too good. Okay. But, and it like doesn't really spawn any new archetypes. It just makes one way better. But I think, like you said, it's very skill testing and a lot of fun. And we're talking about Cabal Therapy. Like you said, probably one of the most skill testing cards in all of Magic. Uh, probably like right there with Brainstorm, right? Probably, yeah. So Cabal Therapy, uh, for those that don't know, is a black mana or a sorcery. And you name a card and then look at your opponent's hand and your opponent discards any card with that name. And then you get to flash it back for sacrificing a creature. So this card put me into day two of a GP. Mm-hmm. So like it, it's a card that you have to ask yourself, what do I care about? Or you right. ask yourself, what do you think they have? It really rewards you for knowing the meta and like the cards you can potentially see in a matchup. Yeah, like I was playing as Death and Taxes and I named Swords the Plowshares and the, mm -hmm. discarded two and then yep. proceeded to lose the game because they right. had no way to interact because I was like, like swords and in the trash can. I was like, oh, cool. Coast is clear. Yep. Let's, let's do this. Got him. Yeah. I feel like it just makes Jun Sack absurd. Well, Arcanist also. Oh, and Arcanist. Yeah, I feel like yeah. it just like the the turn where you're just like, oh, I guess I'll just play my young Pyromancer, right? Cast my Cabal Therapy and then flash it back. Yeah, hurts so bad. Yeah. So yeah, it's probably too good. I mean, it would be, it would be fun. It'd be interesting, but I yeah. feel like it like pushes an archetype that's already like towards it's the our, top yeah the archetype's already there i was like when i was making my list i was trying to think of things that like would make historic an interesting format and like you alluded to when we started a lot of my stuff is like legacy based and a lot of your stuff was like you know modern cards i was like just looking for a way to get some of these really fun like unique archetypes into a place where people could play them because like a lot of people don't play legacy and like the only place you can play Cabal therapy is in legacy. Yeah. So I thought maybe historic would be a neat place to let people play Cabal therapy. Yeah. Like dabble with some of the legacy <clears throat> cards. No, it's a good idea. Like yeah. there was a, a push when we started this that, uh, uh, Brian Gottlieb tweeted out that he wanted, uh, what's it called? Dover of secrets in mm -hmm. historic. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's a card that, like, no one gets to play. Like, right. I don't know if we want to, like, you know, like, add cards to the blue-red deck. Not that it's, like, overpowered, but just, yeah. is that a is that a deck we want to, like, go with? Right. But, yeah, no, it would be interesting. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, like, it might just take the two decks that are towards the top and, like, put them super far out in front. Oh, yeah. Also, like, 
you win probably every game that you thought sees your opponent and then turn to cast ball therapy. Probably. You're just like, oh, did you have two of something? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, did. no. You did have two of something. Did. Yep. Yep. So moving on to a card that I don't think is too good. <laughs> um, but I do think might lead to some interesting decks is uh, Flagstones of Trocare. Yes. Yeah. Legendary land. When it goes to the graveyard, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. It taps when it's for put away, in the graveyard, you get to tutor for a planes. And put it into play. Yeah, and put it into play. So you get to replace your flagstones with another land. Right. So like the play patterns that it gets, you see a lot are uh, Elvish Reclaimer. Mm-hmm. You tap the, you sack the flagstones to Elvish Reclaimer. Yep. And you get the land you search for for El- with Elvish Reclaimer, plus yep. you get the land you get from Flagstones. Mm-hmm. Cleansing Wildfire. Yep. Like you that, can just that's clen- what was it, what I was thinking of. Yeah, you can Cleansing Wildfire your Flagstones yep. to draw a card and just put a land on the battlefield so it just turns Cleansing Wildfire into like search for a dual land because it's any plane, so you can search for like a Sacred Foundry. And, and another land and draw a card. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right, because you get to get a land from... Yeah, so you uh-huh. turn Cleansing Wildfire into, like, uh, Rampant Growth that draws right. you a card. That draws a card. Yeah, so it'd be interesting. Like, it's, like, another way to ramp, and it would it would bring some cards in that, like, no one's playing Elvish Reclaimer. Right. Like, Cleansing Wildfire isn't seeing a ton of play. I think I played against one, but... Yeah, it's not a it's not a card that's seeing a ton of play. I don't yep. know what like the ultimate payoff is other than kind of like your Nick fit fit thing of like now I'm on like four mana on turn three mm-hmm. and I get to play something big. Like what I was thinking when I, you know, kind of brainstormed flagstones was just a different kind of ramp deck. Like every ramp deck we've had for the last I don't know, year and a half, two years has been like Nissa and Grow Spiral and Explore and like those play patterns are very repetitive. So I was trying to think of something that might not be like strictly green based or at the very least not Simic using, you know, Nissa and like the Explore stuff. And yeah, like it'd be like if you could consistently like ramp into Torture Defiance. Like, mm-hmm. hey, turn three, I'm going to have Torture Defiance. Like, that's yeah. just a different play pattern than what right. we've seen. And that could be good enough to, like, like make a mid-range deck. Like, we have, uh, I've played a bunch of, like, bigger Thoughtseize decks. Mm-hmm. And, like, one of them was Jund. And, like, I played four Explorers because mm-hmm. I wanted to be able to Chandra on turn three some number, some amount of the time. Right. And, like, that's just good enough, even in a format like Historic. Yep. So, no, that's interesting. Yep. Neat card. Weird card. Something that, like, you wouldn't necessarily think of, you know, being a format staple, but also something that, you know, might actually see play instead of whatever garbage we got in the last Historic Anthology. The next one should be right up your alley. I know you don't particularly, you know, you're not in love with this archetype, but... uh. I thought Living End might be kind of cool. Yeah. Because we don't have the Cascaders in Historic. 
so you have to work a little bit harder to actually like resolve the living end. Um, yeah. But we do have a bunch of potent cyclers, so like the payoff is still there. It's just a, a little bit harder to make it happen. Like just sitting here, like would it be an interesting deck that you living end? Mm-hmm. You have living end, but you also have zenith flare, and so you're cycling, oh. and you like could flare. You they have to play the like they still have to attack your graveyard, but like right. you could have like flourishing fox. Mm-hmm. Zenith Flare, a bunch of cyclers, and then like Living End is like kind of a backup. Yeah. Now we've got to figure out how to cast it, and you have As Foretold, mm-hmm. and you're forgetting the other sneaky one. Carries Electro- of Expertise. Electro Dominance. Oh, yeah, that works too. And I guess there is Carries of Expertise. Yep. So, yeah, there's a few ways you could do it. Mm-hmm. But it'd be interesting, like, to have that card, and it wouldn't be nearly as consistent. Yeah, so, it wouldn't be anywhere near as consistent because you don't have that Cascaders. Yeah. I think I think it could be a fine archetype. Like, I don't necessarily think it's going to be broken. Yeah, I mean, it definitely screams, like, best of one archetype. Yeah, because, like, in Historic, you have basically all the same graveyard hate that does. You have Leyline, you have Rest in Peace, you have Scoos. Like, it's, yeah. it's all there. You have Cage. Which doesn't do anything against Living End. Which doesn't do anything against Living End, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So for those of you who don't know, Living End has no mana cost. It suspends for a black? No, it suspends uh, for No, four. it's like two, two black, 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 I think. For, and for, I don't know how long the suspend is for. Three suspend counters, I okay. think. Okay. So suspend is kind of like Fortel, but instead of you being able to cast it from Exile... There's mm-hmm. a countdown on it, and each upkeep you remove a time counter, and when the last time counter is gone, you get to cast it. Mm-hmm. But if you have some other way to cast a card without paying its mana cost, you can just cast your living end. Right. Like through Astrotold, Electrodominance, the Cascade mm-hmm. spells, if you're familiar with what like, weirdness happened with Tybalt. Yeah. But living end says, exile all the cards in play. Exile all the creatures in gra- exile all the creatures in play. Exile all the creatures in graveyards and basically switch them. Yeah, you exile um, all creatures in all graveyards, and then you sacrifice all creatures in play. Oh yeah, okay. I think it's sacrifice. Yeah, and then you put all creatures from exile into play. Yeah, so basically you just like you know you swap everything. But since yep. you exile them first, like Grafter's Cage doesn't do anything. Right. Which is great. Which just, mm-hmm. you know, I'm all for that. Uh, Grafter's Cage not doing anything. <laughs> so this next one we both have, actually. Yeah? Yeah. Well, I. Roger, I, son of Roger? Well, I have his brother, Rograk, son of Rogra. Oh. <laughs> yeah, whatever. It's Roger, Roger. Yeah. And Do I just have, have the same reason. You want to make the Boris equipment good, and I wrote a better nerd to suit up with equipment. Yeah. Now, I, I went a step further to help out the red white deck. Yeah. Stoneforge Mystic. Mm. Yeah, I guess that's not as good with no good equipment. Exactly. Like what it lets you do is it gives you four more copies of yeah. the of the hammer. Yeah. Right. So it lets you get the hammer or it can let you get the Mall of the Skyclaves. 
Yeah, but like I, you... I guess like the only problem with Stoneforge though is you run into the problem, like the birthing pod problem, where just it being around kind of limits what you can do because that card's so powerful. True, but again, I point out that they have like put a hard ban on like non-crap equipment for the last 15 years. Right, yeah. So like I don't think they're going to be like, oh man, we can't put this like... Well, I mean, they are kind of creeping up on it though. Like Embercleave is pretty good and the mall's pretty good. Yeah. We're certainly but, getting a lot closer to playable. This is true. But like I don't think that, you know, having Stoneforge in historic like would impact yeah. design. I could be wrong, but I don't think they would be like, <laughs> oh no, I can't make this like equipment mm-hmm. and the game is worse for it. Yeah. And it's like, well maybe that like if the equipment's like breaking historic Mm-hmm. With Stoneforge, like, then we just have to play six months of like nothing but Stoneforge decks in Modern and Legacy. <laughs> That's true. It's like, oh man, this card's too good for Historic. Well, it's probably too good for everywhere else too. Yeah. What have we learned? Have we learned nothing from point. Uro? <laughs> That's and a good point. Oko and Field of the Dead. Yeah. Yeah. But so, no. like, my thought with Roger was that you know the good equipment is probably too good to put into historic like skull clamp and sword of feast and famine. Like that's just too good for the format. So I was thinking maybe like some enablers and Roger's just kind of a really cheap ball of keywords that, you know, holds whatever equipment you want to give them really well. Yeah. Um, and being free, you can kind of get like an enginey thing going with call the uncommon from Kaldheim, the red white uncommon that like, he bounces it back like if an equipped creature dies it goes back to your hand oh yeah yeah, yeah. so like if you can get some cheap equipment you can kind of you know get a little engine thing going there where you just like run it into things and if it dies you don't care and just put it back yeah down. just yeah. get it back yeah like i said i thought it would just be a better nerd to wear a sword or mm-hmm. whatever equipment so you know mm-hmm. i agree like just as a, as a way to like you know prop up that deck because that deck is close yeah. and i think people want to play it yep. i mean it wouldn't be nearly as good as the modern deck and i guess this is me like breaking my like let's not just make modern decks rule. right but like you know it would be still fragile enough that you like that like getting to do the thing would feel good mm-hmm. but would be more consistent but i also don't know if like not having another guy to put like your hammer on is the problem as much as yeah. like stoneforge answers the problem of like i only have four hammers right there's only so many hammers you can put in your deck yeah it's like i put in four hammers and i draw a bunch of nerds but yeah. they're not good enough like they're not good enough without my hammer right so oh i i do like where this is at this yeah one. yeah this is an interesting thing well, I didn't have like a specific card, but I wanted to do this because I was kind of thinking of some way we could differentiate historic from other formats. And there's been a lot of talk in the community lately about the reserve list. I would like to put some sort of reserve list cards onto arena. Now, I don't know what the cards should be that aren't going to completely break the format. Some ones that kind of popped to mind were... Academy Rector. Yeah. Where it dies, you get to go get an enchantment put in play. 
or Earthcraft because I don't think we have anything that's like super abusable with Earthcraft right now. I think Squirrel Nest is actually in Historic. Oh, is it? Oh, it was in Jumpstart. Jumpstart. I think. All right, so maybe I not vaguely remember playing a Squirrel's Nest <clears throat> recently, but yeah, like that's fine. Like, part of me feels like, you know, if you get Squirrel your Nest like. If you get your free win game one, yeah. I don't know, your opponent brings in enchantment hate. Right. And like, we're about that life. Yeah. So I had been thinking like, could you put Sarah Sanctum? Like, you know, that's where I started this, but I wasn't sure if Sarah's like, I thought Sarah Sanctum had a, like a possibility of being way too good. Yeah. Like I was like, I was thinking like, well, could you pl- put Gaia's cradle in like, well, that might just like elves is, pretty good yeah. and if they're like you know if they get to go like cradle plus right. um uh what's uh heritage not heritage druid uh elvish arch druid and they're yeah. just like always playing uh finale of devastation for 10 on like turn four that, right. that's probably bad yeah that's a problem yeah but like i like sarah sanctum there's not a ton of like enchantments that are really pushed yeah so like that could work and there's only one enchantress yeah and it's bad right it's the the green white one no uh we have a green white one well i think we did we have we have one from jumpstart right the the two and a green one we have the one from theros the satessin whatever that gets oh. a counter and you draw a card I thought there's I thought there was an uncommon from core twenty one or core twenty that was green oh, I don't know. That might Maybe. draw that draws but they're both three mana. Like yeah. that's probably fine. But like if your payoff ends up being like a creature you can deal with. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like fine. Mm-hmm. Like that's probably okay. But yeah, like I like the idea of putting some like reserve list cards, like introducing people to like those interesting cards from magic's past. Yeah. That they wouldn't otherwise get to see that, you know, you're not like jamming like Lotuses and Moxen into right. Yeah. The format. You're like, what are some things that like see some play mm-hmm. like Academy Rector sees like a teeny tiny, a bit of play in literally one deck. Yeah, so and I wanted to include the other card from that deck that's also on the reserve list, but it would be way too good. What card is this? Aloran. Oh, we're thinking of a different deck. Oh, okay. Well, Aloran plays Academy Rector. Oh, uh, Academy Rector costs four, though. Yeah. Like Aloran's Alor- copies, like, five and six. Fine. I was thinking of, it's also played Nick Fit. Oh, yeah, it's played Nick Fit, too. Right, like I was thinking of it being a Nick fit, so yeah, you could do that. But no, that'd be interesting. Like, I don't know what cards like you pick that, like Lake of the Dead, might be. Yeah, it might be too good with like uh, sacrifice, yeah. just yeah. like. But you have to sack a swamp, so it's not like as free as Phyrexian Tower. Yeah, maybe. maybe. But then you sack your cat for like five black mana. <laughs> Uh, well, no, it's you got. You have to sacrifice a swamp to get black mana. Oh, you sacrifice a swamp. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah it's probably fine. 
Yeah, like you probably go into some mono black deck with a Phyrexian Obliterator. Oh yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Turn three Obliterator. Yeah. That'd be interesting, like to pick the right like mm-hmm. reserve list cards to put yeah, in. Yeah, some of the stuff that's like just on the reserve list because the reserve list was a thing when it was printed and not for power reasons. Yeah, where it's like you're never gonna like you're not this card is good enough to see play in modern magic like fringy yep. yep and it's a card that like you can play with and then you'll see it at the store and it'll be two hundred dollars and you'll be like oh wow that card's so like i didn't realize that card was so much and like you have a different appreciation for it right uh, notice how i said when you go to a store like just just hoping yeah <laughs> one day one day all right so my list like i said i wasn't trying to just rebuild modern so the first mm-hmm. card uh is one for me which is Coiling it's Oracle. one of my favorite cards that has ever existed, so I'm on yeah. board. Coiling Oracle, blue-green for a 2-2 or a 1-1? It's a 1-1. And when it comes into play, you reveal the top card of your library. If it's mm-hmm. a land, you put it onto the battlefield, tapped, I yep. believe. And if it's not, you draw it. Yep. And it has, like, what is its creature type? It's like a snake. Elf, snake, druid. Elf, snake, druid. Yeah, it's just like a yeah. random... They took three dice and they rolled them and they were like, it's that. It, it's from original Ravnica. It's a Simic card. It's yeah. whatever creature types they wanted to throw together. Yeah. So my thought is one, like it would be an upgrade over like every like draw card creature mm-hmm. in Neoform. So yep. that's the for me part of it. Mm-hmm. But it also just like would like make or like help prop up any kind of like blue green or bant like mid range value yeah. thing, which is well, also it also lo- plays into some of the cards that our listeners wanted to see. Yeah, and which like, I think is kind of cool. Yeah, I also I also have clear at the bottom uh, soul herder. Oh yeah, that's one of the cards one of yeah. our listeners wanted to see. So yeah, same kind of thing. Like those two yep. cards kind of go together. And, like, you know, you could, like, lean into the, like, it would go in a Yorion deck. Yep. It would. It just kind of has a lot of homes. It's a good if, target for Thassa. Yeah, there's a lot of things you could do with both Coiling Oracle and Soul Herder. And yep. Coiling Oracle is not a card that sees a ton of play in Modern. I think it gets played, like, in the Soul Herder deck. Yeah. This is one we had talked about maybe on the podcast or after uh, Barrow Regery. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as a way to like we have goblins we have elves we don't have mm-hmm. merfolk as like a tribal deck and so yeah, it, I mean it's almost there too it is like Mirror Ridgery would help put it over the top and my thought was yeah, you don't have to make it Lord of Atlantis uh, Mirror Ridgery by itself is probably enough to make merfolk like a real deck Okay, I, I don't think you need another two mana lord yeah so, I think it'd be just fine. Yeah, this next one is already on the client, you cowards. <laughs> and that just gotta is, make it happen. That is Grizzlebrand. My thought process being, being right, like there are already like kind of busted reanimator targets, right? In the uh yeah. the, the Sphinx that like lets you cast any converted mana cost card out of your graveyard for free. Mm-hmm. Right, like you got to do a little bit of work, and yeah. your reanimation spells are 
kind of bad. Yeah, right? most like, of them are bad. They're all five mana except for like unburial rights, which is well, four. Yeah, blood for bones is four. Oh, blood for bones. Okay, so but you're not like getting it super ahead of schedule. Yeah. So it just seems like this would be like a way to make like a reanimation style deck mm-hmm. like that's like, you know, tier 1.5 and yeah. you're going to like, you know, it's going to be pressured by the fact that sacrifice is a good deck. So there's going to be graveyard hate always running around. I mean, we played main deck cages in the control decks because of sacrifice. Yeah. So it's not like this would like be totally oppressive. I don't think. And like, a turn four or five grizzle brand while good probably doesn't end the game. Mm, well, I mean, by it itself, has, probably not the seven cards it brings with it. Yeah. Good. Yeah. But like, if the format stays kind of as aggressive as it is, well, I was kind of thinking about some of the collateral damage that gristle band would bring though. Like, yeah, you, you definitely have people that were thinking about reanimator decks, but what about like, the salt eye ultimatum like just being able to go get gristle daddy now yeah that's fair like people are already doing that so that's fair. Like if yeah. you show somebody a pile that's like gristle daddy and whatever else they're casting all runs epiphany and whatever to see god and you're just yeah. like oh i guess i you're getting an eight eight hex proof yeah. yay um and you can also like ramp into it pretty easily with nissa fair Fair. Yeah, there's there's some holes in the in the thought process. I just was trying to think of a like a way yeah. to like move a reanimator deck to make it like something that people could do because it's not something anyone's doing really. Yeah. I mean it's also another card that you can spin the wheel into with Marvel. Yeah. Fine, fine. Kill all of my fun. I also well, want to point I mean, out I don't necessarily think that like the the last one I meant is a good thing. Like it it might make Marvel a deck. Fair. Yeah, I wanted to point out that when the Sultai Ultimatum was spoiled, yeah, I was like, why on earth would they make this card? This is so dumb. <laughs> and then it didn't do anything for like six months. For a and year. Like a Corey a was year. a year ago. Yeah. And now it's like, oh yeah, this card's really dumb. Why would they ever do this? <laughs> yeah. Like anything that's one color that's over like seven mana is just a problem now. Right. It's like, oh, that was a bad idea. It's like, yes, uh, yeah. yes, it was, yeah. yeah. So we already talked about my my snow cards. Yeah, we already talked about Stone Forge. We talked about Roger. We talked about snow yeah. cards. Now this this next one, I was looking for. And see, so you all... give me a linky link here. I'll have to click on because I don't know this one. Yeah, and you can make sure that I do it right. Uh, yeah. So I was looking for like lands that win the game. Because I was trying okay. to think of some way to, like, have a lands-based deck that is not just stupid. Right. And so I was like, well, it can't be Valakut because I'm just making the modern deck. It can't right. be Field of the Dead. We established that's bad. <laughs> uh, I, this weekend, I ran into Dragon's Maze, and I'm like, well, that's not good enough. Like, yeah. someone was actually playing it against me, and I was like, oh, oh, my. Oh. Dragon's Maze. And then, like, I ended up on a site where they were listing, like, alternate win condition cards. Okay. And I was like, and I saw this, and I was like, huh, that's kind of cute for, like, the cycling deck. 
and the card I wasn't is, even thinking of the cycling deck, but sure. Is Mortal Kombat. Yeah. So it's two black black for an enchantment. Mm-hmm. And if you have 20 or more creatures in your graveyard on your upkeep, you win the game. Mm-hmm. Did, I, did I get it right? You, you are got it. Like, excellent. Yep. So first and foremost, if I'm Wizard of the Coast, there's a major motion picture coming out <laughs> named Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Think of a crossover. You could just oh, replace yeah. the art with Scorpion and uh, Sub-Zero. Versus Beyond, yeah. Yeah, man. We already have the card to slap the art on it. Yeah. But, you know, it would be a you know another kind of like fragile way to like win the game or like if you are uh, for like a cycling deck or like a self-mill deck mm-hmm. where you're like, hey, I want to mill myself and I'm going to like dig this enchantment out of my graveyard. And then this is I want to win the game. Yeah. Uh, like, I don't know. I just saw it and I was like, I've never seen that card before. That's kind of cute. Like, that would that might fall into the category of like, why is this card in here? But right. like, I also feel like the oh, card. Oh, Seth Olive would totally oh, play yeah. this. Yeah. But also just like the cards in Historic Anthologies 4, none of them like made you go. Huh. How can I yeah. make that good? Like right. I could see people spending their four rare wild cards on this and just like tinkering and tinkering and just trying to make this card good. Like what mm-hmm. is the best shelf for this? Let's figure it out. Yep. Right. As opposed to I just know like one of our listeners that would totally do this. Yeah. The other card I kept thinking about and I just couldn't bring myself. It was because go back to like a land win condition yeah. was like life from the loam. Like yeah, I don't know that you want any dredge though. That like I that think was, any dredge is too much dredge. That that was my concern was that you would put it on there and you'd have to like program dredge and you wouldn't ever yeah. use it again. Right. And I was like, they probably don't want a dredge card. But I was like, it would be interesting if you could like promote like a grindy lands based strategy where you're using your lands. It's like not a type of gameplay that we have in historic. Yeah. Like a, like now granted you run into the problem of, uh, you know, you don't have explore, not explore exploration. So it's not mm-hmm. like you can like play like two lands a turn. So right, there are some constraints there, but you could still maybe yeah. do some interesting things with life from the loam, but mm-hmm. it's probably just, they don't want dredge in this environment ever period. Please. No. Well, I mean, we also have, like, all of the cycling lands in Historic. We do. We do. Which is kind of problematic with Life from the Loam. I guess, like, maybe you just end up, like, your Life from the Loam cycling your cycling lands with the goal of, like, finding a Thassa's Oracle. Yeah. You're like, I'm just going to mill myself out with this. And then then we're going to, like, see if we can win the game. I don't know. Yeah. Do, was, we have, do we have like a seismic assault? Uh, we might. Do we actually have seismic assault in Jumpstart? I don't think. I don't think we have actual seismic assault. But there wasn't there one from there was like, like a, Magic Origins. There's like a like knockoff. Almost, there's like a knockoff seismic assault. This is. We need a computer programmer because we've talked a bunch of times about um, like making a Magic Thesaurus. Yeah, that would be like really good. Just like yeah. seismic assault. 
every card that has like similar text yeah show me all of your seismic assaults like i feel like scryfall should have this like technology yeah just be the magic chorus i feel like they could probably get to it like before us i'm sure they could i don't know anything about building a website yeah you and i are here with abacuses trying to figure out how to do it (laughs) carry the four yeah, so I don't think this is how computing works. No. <laughs> but yeah, I think there was something. You had to pay mana because like Seismic Assault is just free, right? Yeah, Molten Vortex. Yes. A red mana, discard a card, shock something. Yeah. And like Seismic Assault was like, just discard a land, deal yeah. three. Uh, Might have been deal two. Was it shock? Yeah, it, it was just shock. Yeah, but it had no mana, so that made it way easier. But yeah, like right. I, I think Life from the Loam is a step too far. But like I was just trying to think of like what are things that we're missing that are kind of like staples of like classic magic play and some sort yeah. of like lands deck, and like mm-hmm. all those decks are held together by uh, Loam. Loam, yeah. So those were our. Oh, I had one more. In, okay. In the goal to differentiate historic from other formats is just put in the scars fast lands like fix the mana issues yeah like inherent with like two color and three color like the inequalities in the wedges and the shards and stuff well i mean i think the pathways did some work towards that they did and i mean i still think that the fast land should be in pioneer they probably should but like here, like in the anthologies, it's not like you have to worry about um like how they fit flavor wise. You're just yeah. like here yeah. are the fast lands. And people are like, yeah. Oh cool, I get fast lands. But yeah. I think we've already talked about it seems like we're setting up a return to uh what's it called? Newphrexia. Newphrexia, which would yeah. get us the lands. So we might have so. to wait. My guess is like uh, the fall set after Innistrad. Probably. Where, you know, we have Voran clicks and then this set we get Jin Gataxius. Yeah. We don't get anyone in Dungeons and Dragons. Obviously. Then in Innistrad we get Shieldred. Yep. And then we get... Urabrask uh, on some new plane and then back to New Phyrexia for Elishnorn. Or Urabrask, then Elishnorn, and then yeah. Somerset, and then Fall Set is New Phyrexia. Yeah. Right. Or like you said, or you like or Elishnorn is like the queen of yeah. of uh New Phyrexia now. And yeah. uh we're we're there in the spring set. And then we mm-hmm. get the fast lands. So, yep. but I thought that would just be like, cause there's already mm-hmm. like the deck building constraint of like, oh, I would rather play Obzan than Jund because I get a triome of a Obzan. Right. And it's like, and you're kind of compounding that with only having five of the fast lands. Yeah. And the five fast lands are the, the two fast ones are the Obzan ones. Right. Right. So it's like, oh, I guess like, this like is that a that's a wedge like this wedge mm-hmm. has way better mana than the shards right so they're encouraging wedges as opposed to shards mm-hmm. 
And it would help with like two color aggro decks. Yeah, a lot. Because like, a lot of our aggro decks now are like mono colored. It's like mono red, mono white. Mm-hmm. There yeah. is, if you played against an absurd like red or white green collected company angels life gain deck, I just said a lot of words. No, I haven't seen this. Oh my god, it's it's gross. So yeah. they play um so words a cleric. And mm-hmm. they play the Valkyrie, the two four that gains life. Oh equal. yeah. And then yeah. anthems your team. Mm-hmm. Collected company into one of those and Ooh. uh resplendent angel. Oh yeah. Oh man. You That's gain so good. Se- you gain seven life. Yeah. And then you make a four four which gains you four life. And wow. now you've anthemed your team. I like it. Yeah, I'm like that's that, together. that is a deck I have gotten that plays like uh Soul Warden, Bishop of Wings, yeah. uh Collected Company, and then the the Valkyrie and the Resplendent Angel. Some of them play uh Youthful Valkyrie, the one three that gets, yeah, one three that gets plus one plus one when you play an angel. Yep. Because they're basically an angel deck. Some of them are bant for uh Linvala. Okay. The the blue white Linvala. Yep. But yeah, it's it's like there'll just be turns like they're at five and then they're at like thirty five and you're like, what happened? <laughs> like you just get totally like annihilated. And it's like, oh, Good they're luck, at 30, duck. yeah, they're at thirty five and they're attacking me for fifteen. Like what? What <laughs> happened? They were dead next turn. What happened? But yeah, like we don't have. Like, you get mono white, mono red, mono black. But, mm-hmm. like, you don't have, like, a lot of, like, two-color aggro decks. And the two-color aggro decks you have, like, have kind of sketch mana. Yeah. So, it would help those out a lot. But if, you know, if ultimately in 18 months they're anticipating us, they have us going back and we're going to mm-hmm. get these and it's kind of a waste of a historic anthology slot. Yeah. I mean, people would be pissed if... They bought historic anthology for 20, 20 lands, and then we end up going there anyway, and they end up getting them in packs. Yeah. 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 Watsy's like evil, but not like. <laughs> Maybe not quite that evil. Not quite that evil. Like that way, I'd hurt their bottom line. People might yeah. be like, oh, wait, they're <laughs> evil. Like we hadn't realized it till right now. Yeah. Like, oh, they weren't supposed to realize we were evil. Okay. So. You had asked the class to come up with some cards that we can maybe discuss as coming in. Yeah. So what do we got here? All right. So Guy didn't follow instructions. Okay. And we asked for a card because we were trying to minimize how many cards we had to go. And they gave us three. Okay. What are the three cards they gave us? The Cauldress set. Not because they're good and not because they'll spawn an archetype, but because they're iconic. And we specifically were looking for cards that would. Oh, spawn this an was the like, <laughs> is this like Meekstone, Mightstone, or. There are three equipments that when you get them into play, they make like an avatar and then equip. Oh, okay. I, I did not know what they were. I, I had apparently. To look them up. Uh, it's like yeah. the shield, the sword, and the helmet or something. Yeah. Sadly, they might be iconic, but they missed me. No. Yeah, me too. Uh, so, okay. Yep. Might go with my stone forge. Yeah, that's true. 
There we go. So we've got s'mores and bacon. S'mores and bacon. Uh, Huntmaster of the Fells. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't think that it was going to spawn a new archetype, but they just want to have Jund in his story. Like Jund from like 2012. They went like old timey Jund. Yeah, like old timey Jund. Um, and I... that's basically like my reaction to this card is that's kind of like boomer magic versus zoomer magic. Yeah. I mean, could you could see it as like a sideboard card for like gruel mm-hmm. where if they want to like get two bodies mm-hmm. and like try to like overwhelm like removal. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, that like, card. I think it's a fine card. Yeah, like that card to me, sorry, Aki, is like more iconic than the Cauldrus set. <laughs> like, it's just like, yes. hey, everyone, everyone loves transform cards and werewolves. Yeah. Like, here's Huntmaster. So, Huntmaster is two green, red for a 2 yep. 2. Yep. And then when it comes into play, it makes a wolf. It does. And then. If you don't cast the spell on your turn, mm-hmm. it transforms. And when it yep. transforms, it does two to something. I think it gains life too, doesn't it? Yeah, it might gain life too. And then when it transforms back, it makes another... If you cast two spells, it transforms back and makes another wolf. Yeah, so when it makes a wolf, you gain two life. Okay. So it's, when Huntmaster ETBs, you... Make a 2-2, two, two, gain 2 life. And then when it transforms, uh, you deal 2 damage to an opponent and 2 damage to a creature. Okay. That's a 4-4 four, four on the backside. A 4-4 four, four on the backside, yeah. And it'd be something good to hit with, like, oh, what is he called? Uh, Nimizit? Oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. You have uh, Tulsimir. Mm-hmm. And then you have this as, like, things you can hit with. Oh, yeah. With yeah, Niv. Cool. Right. It would also blink pretty nicely. It would blink nicely. With Yorion. Yeah, like, especially if you like got it to flip once. Yeah, and then you just blink it and it comes back as the two, two the other side and you get your wolf and you gain two life. Yep. Yeah, like all in all, like it might not, it might, like I've not seen many people play the Niv, Niv deck. You don't have Bring to Light, mm-hmm. but I haven't seen a lot of people play it. Yeah. Like this could be a way to like push people to play that kind of a deck. Yeah, maybe. I think right. he just sold me on it. I wasn't super excited for it just because like the caliber of card that we've gotten from 2019 to like 2021 has been yeah. absurd and everything like just kind of makes Huntmaster not really appealing. Cause like think what else has taken that slot in modern. You've got things like Clothis and Kroxa. Like they're yeah. just they do so much more, like so much more heavy lifting in the deck than Huntmaster does. Yeah. But like, I'm saying like, it's like a one of, or a yeah. two of, in like a Niv deck as like yeah. a bridge, right? It's like, Oh, here's two bodies and two life. I'm mm-hmm. definitely going to yeah. get to play. Like I can definitely block a Muxus mm-hmm. or I can definitely block like a Nissa token or a Nissa right. land. And right. now I definitely am going to get to cast my giant six, six. Mm hmm. So, no, it could be interesting. I think that's a good one. Yeah. I hadn't really thought about it in, like, any deck other than Jund because, like, it hasn't really seen any play in anything other than Jund. Yeah, because, you're like, that's where it goes. It goes in Jund. Yeah. It must be te- it must be cast only with a stomping ground on the Blood Crypt. That's right. you can cast that card. <laughs> in um, a Black Cliff Cliffs. 
than yeah. a raging ravine. Okay, like, how do we say this next name? It's uh, actually just whore. Okay, that's what I thought it was. Yeah. You know who this, this is, right? I don't know who this is. Oh, man. I'll have to have a chat with you after the show. Oh, man. This is uh, somebody that we used to play FNM with. Okay. So they want to see Ephemerate. Yeah. Which I think plays perfectly into something that we've already talked about here. Like Soulbreaker um, kind of stuff, yeah. Yeah. They said that since creatures are just spells now, you might as well lean into it. <laughs> yeah, like I thought about Ephemerate, but I worried that like it's it's on the borderline of being too good. Right, like it, I think it got banned in Popper. Did it? It might have. Think. Like it just seems like it's like right on the edge where it could be a problem. Yeah. And right, like maybe it does like spawn like, you know, a four color blink deck where mm-hmm. like, you know, when they put Siege Rhino in, <laughs> you're just like, haha, I'm playing yeah. like 50 Rhino. Let's do this. Right. I was just thinking it'd be a lot of fun to ephemerate a Thrag Tusk. Yeah, it would. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Gave me chills just thinking about it. So much value. Yeah, it's like, hey, here you go. I gained all this <laughs> life. They're like, and made cool. all these three threes. Cool. Would you like me to have uh, a grizzle brand, a- an extra turn, or cure a best to see God? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, now that you put it that way, um, this wasn't as impressive. But I get to do it again yeah. next turn if you get a next turn. No. For free, though. For free. For free. You can do for it again free. for free. Yeah. No, I think it could be fine. I, I just worried, like, kind of like how breed, uh, breeding pod, birthing pod. Yeah. limited what creatures they could print like if they have the ephemerate lay- running around and again maybe it's like the stoneforge thing where they're just gonna be like yeah whatever we don't care about historic we can just ban whatever yeah so no it it would it might definitely like make a deck it goes well with quilling oracle it sure does all right <laughs> <laughs> Dieter is a savage and what slippery bogle Dieter is a savage so he has a little more restraint than I had because I yeah. kept trying to figure out how you justify Invisible Stalker. Oh, okay. Like, just lean into it. Like, you know what? If you're going to not... do it, just do it. Yeah. It... My other thought was by not being green, right? You like make people play blue white bogles or maybe blue green bogles but you're not playing the exact same deck because you're like, I've got to play Invisible Stalker. Like, that's the thing I want to put pants on. I think the problem with Invisible Stalker is Is that we already have Ancestral Ancestral Mask, and we also have a whole bunch of curiosities. Oh, God, you're right. Yeah, no. We've got, like, three different versions of curiosity. That yeah, that would be bad. Like if they're just like you're just like four four different versions of curiosity. I think we have four different curiosities. We've got the the green one. Yeah, keen sense. Keen no, we don't have like it's not keen sense, it's six sense. The one from Almond Cat? Yeah, that's not keen sense. No, keen sense, the art is like they're almost they're like climbing into the weatherlight. Like up a ladder. Oh, okay, yeah. I was thinking of the wrong card then. I was thinking I was Picturing the Amonkhet card, I don't know why I thought it was Keen yeah, Sense. It's it's not Keen Sense. It's it's worded differently. Okay. It's worded like a modern curiosity. 
Yeah. But you have that, and then you have, yeah. We have uh, actual curiosity, you have and curious, curious obsession. obsession. This is the blue bad. white one, right? Oh, yeah, staggering insight. Yes, yeah, yeah. so that's probably bad. Never mind. Bad bad call by me. Sulpy Boggle is, is more tame. Yeah. I mean, it would, like he says, it would like encourage you to play edicts, and they do seem to be printing a lot of those. Mm hmm. So, yeah. yeah, I I don't know. Is this, this is what we want to introduce Zoomers to? <laughs> yeah, man. Make this it is, painful for them. We had to live through it. They should have to. I mean, I'm afraid they'd embrace it. Like, oh. No, what are you doing? <laughs> so, Linkster wants Urza, Lord High Artificer? Yeah. My first I was trying to was, think of a way oh, to God, like, break no. this, and I couldn't really think of a way to break it. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I think the, I think you break it with like, like your your eggs, right? You just play like golden egg, yeah. and the the globe the guild globe, mm-hmm. and then like if you go like egg globe, and then Urza, and then you have two extra mana left over, yeah, and then you play another egg, and then you get to spin the wheel once or twice the next turn. Mm-hmm seems not great my first thought was oh god ugh, no but it might be fine because you don't have as good of artifacts to, to prop it up it's not right. like you have like mishra's bubble right but my first thought was ugh, so scary <laughs> oh and you have chromatic star oh yeah there's no sphere chromatic sphere one of them yeah chromatic something yeah. right so like you've got like six like Two minute or uh, no three two minute eggs. So you can have twelve two minute eggs, and fear, and then I don't know whatever you want to spit into. Right. Yeah, it could be fine. It could also be awful. Like that's another one that just seems a little too close. Yeah, it might be. Like I I worry about people like if they print something like that and then just like breaking the. Uh, and then breaking the format and just like the ill will of like having to like ban cards. Like yeah. I just bought this card. Why are you like or the like I only bought the historic anthologies for Urza. Yeah. And now you've banned Urza and I've basically spent twenty five dollars on four mythic wild cards. Right. Right. I don't think people would be super thrilled. Probably. So. All right. So. What are the Mirage slow fetches? They come into play tapped and then you get a land that's tapped, or they come into play tapped and you get an untapped land? They come into play tapped and you get an untapped land, I believe. And they're they're worded like just like a plains, a forest, not like basic or anything, right? Yeah, I think it's just the land type. Okay. Um, I actually don't know and I should probably look it up. I mean, that would be interesting. It would help with the mana issues. It's somewhere between like an evolving wilds and a fabled passage and like an actual like fetch land. Yeah, like I don't know. Like the reason that we can't have fetches in Pioneer is they don't like all the shuffling and you don't have to worry about that on Arena. So I don't yeah. know. Like, why can't we just have fetches? Like, if you if you want to add fetches, we should just have fetches. I think you either have fetches or you don't. I don't think that there's a reason to go like half measures Halfway. and play yeah. like bad fetches. No, that's fair. But you just don't yeah. want to end up with like a bunch of like 
the same kind of gameplay, but just not as good. Right. And yeah, like so like I just looked up Bad River. Uh, Bad River enters the battlefield tapped, and you can sacrifice it to search your library for an island or swamp, put it onto the battlefield, and shuffle your library. Okay. Like, yeah, it's probably just that you get the same kind of, like, gameplay. Yeah. Right? And, like, again, like, trying to leave historic its identity. Yeah. Right? You don't want it to just be like, oh, it's, like, modern, but it has worse fetches. Right. Right. So, Rico plays, has really lost himself in this whole, uh, <laughs> uh, Runeterra thing. And so he's like, add spell queller, which is his favorite card, I think. Right. I understand why he said it. <laughs> yes. But yeah, it does not follow directions. It is Pioneer Legal. Right. Young Rico it Hopper. will be there eventually. It will eventually show up when they do like, when they're like, you know, we can't spend all the time to program uh, Pioneer Masters. So we're just going to give you Eldritch... Uh, Eldritch Moon Shadows uh, remastered. Yeah. yeah. Ta-da. <laughs> Ta-da. And you're going to be like, oh, I guess we get this and have to wait longer for the rest of the format. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> it's eventually coming. Yeah. But I think Spokequiller's fine. And it, like like we said, it's going to be there anyway. So. And then this last one. So MTG Aggro Player. MTG Aggro Player. Agro coming at you. Goblin guides. Cryptic command. Yeah. I, these two things are like diametrically <laughs> opposed. Yeah. It's like yeah, Superman. I had to read that like a couple times. Superman and Kryptonite. <laughs> like, hey, I'm an aggro player. You know what else I want? I want cryptic. I want someone <laughs> to tap my team and draw a card for three straight turns. Ah. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah, yeah. I like, and we like Mystic Sanctuary is legal and historic. Oh God, <laughs> I forgot. Yeah, you just get like cryptic locked. Yeah, yeah. No, bad no. MTG ma- aggro player. Bad. Yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> We're. I'm good. I'm good. Let's yeah. see. It's like, oh, they have two cryptics. I guess I just never get to cast a spell <laughs> or attack. This is great. Yeah, like, so a card like cryptic, you know, on a serious sense, like, I. Didn't want it to just be like, like I said before, like, oh, hey, we're just playing modern Jeskai control or modern blue-white control. Right. Which, honestly, other than Celestial Colonnade, because all the cards they play in that deck, I guess Colonnade, Path, and, like, Mana Leak, but you can find, like, semi-suitable replacements for all of those cards, Mm -hmm. right? They just play a bunch of, like, Planeswalkers from... 2019 and 2020 <laughs> yeah it's just right? a bunch of pilots of fairies yeah it's just to fairies and stuff and it's like a lot of those cards are legal they'd just be playing like against a modern deck with my pioneer deck and yeah. i would feel or my historic deck and i would feel sad yeah right i mean i don't know i guess like you get them if you like resolve an allosaurus shepherd that's true and you're like haha m- censor this sucker um <laughs> So, yeah, like, I would worry that that would just, like, lead to, like, modern-style, like, gameplay. Like, I was trying to figure out a way to, like, uh, justify, like, was it Karen Wick Cremator? The elemental thing? Uh, I think this the 
I think it's a giant. It's like three red, red. You play it and then you discard a card at random from your hand and it domes your opponent for its casting cost. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I was trying to figure out a way to, like, justify that as, like, a card. <laughs> right. Because, like, you could do some really silly stuff. It would be there for the memes. Right. But it would, it you would could be... do some really silly stuff, especially since we got a bunch of giants in Keldheim, like the one that doubles giant damage. Yeah. Right. Like, because <laughs> I was just like, I was like, well, how could you, like, because that card had, like, a moment in modern. Yeah. Right. Someone 5 0 a league with it. And yeah. people were like, did I miss the boat? And like, they went to like $8 or something crazy. Yeah. Like they had never been played before. And then they were $8 for like, you know, a weekend. Mm-hmm. And like a card like that, where again, like it's like, it makes you think. Yep. Where it's not like spider spawning where you go, where you think, why is this here? You look at, <laughs> you look at cremated and you're like, what about that stupid worm from, uh, yeah. from uh, uh, what is it? Guilds of Ravnica. What if I yeah. like sixteen my opponent? That'd be so cool. And then I could like I could have ephemerates and just like randomly discard cards or discard cards <laughs> for value with it. Oh, there's so many things. And uh, as opposed to you know like why why is this here? Yeah. Like you know, but I was like like how. Like one, how can I say that card on the podcast? I figured that part out. Uh, <laughs> but then, what could I do with, like, what could you do with it? Because, like I said, I did like if we could like just make historic its own thing, where if you mm-hmm. go to historic, you're getting a different play experience, right? And we're getting some of that, right? Like, there's no other format that you get to go like play Forsaken Monument, right? And just like you know make big mana mm-hmm. like big colorless mana and there's no format that you have neo storm so right. there are some decks that are like uniquely pioneer historic. or yeah historic yeah but you know i want to avoid the thing that we had like for the last year where they print a stupid card in standard right and then everywhere you go you just play against that card yeah, no matter what format it is. Yeah. You know, it's like a format where like Uro's good enough, but the other stuff going on are like hostile to that card. So you just can't play Uro in Historic. Yeah. Right. That would be like really cool where mm-hmm. it's not that the card's any worse. It's just, oh, hey, we're doing like some weird sideways stuff over here. And Uro might be like a bad example because it might just be good enough. for Too everything. good for anything. Yeah. Yeah. But, well, what about some of the other, like, I don't even, other than Primal Command, I don't even know what any of the other commands do. But what about some of the other commands? Like, are there, are there any others that, um, like, might be all right for Historic that like don't aus- see play in Modern? Austere Command? Like, it blows up an about. enchantment, you gain life, and then other words? Uh, destroy all artifacts, destroy all enchantments, destroy all creatures, CMC three or less, destroy all creatures, CMC four or greater. I mean, that could be fine, maybe. Yeah. I mean, it's six mana. Yeah. It's just like a giant catch-all for everything. Um, Let's see what else we got here. No idea what the red command is. Um, We have... And then there's profane command, which is the one with X in the casting cost. 
Yeah, there's a lot of commands when you gather or search. When you gather or search uh, command? Incendiary command. Is okay. Uh, three red red. Incendiary command deals four damage to a player or planeswalker. Uh, two damage to each creature. Destroy a non-basic land. Or one player wheels. Or no, each player wheels. Okay. Like, that could be fine. Yeah, that one might be all right. Yeah. Uh, it's a bad wheel, though. It just replaces the cards in your hand. It doesn't really... Oh. But, I mean, still. Yeah. Like, it could be fine. Uh, right. Profane command is X black black. Target player loses X life. Return target creature card with CMC. X or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. Target creature gets neg X, neg X to end of turn. Or X target creatures gain fear to end of turn. I don't think they could do that because they wouldn't want to put fear on there. Yeah. Like, is there, there's not fear in a. No, there hasn't 15. been fear in quite some time. Yeah, like, we had Intimidate. Was the yeah, weird. Yeah, Intimidate mechanic. was the fixed fear and Menace is the fixed Intimidate. Yes. Yes, where Intimidate was you get to be blocked by creatures of, of your color. Yeah, that share a color with it. Yeah. Yeah. Or artifact. Yeah. yeah I think that's all of them. Other so, than Primal. This last one. Uh, this person uh, basically wrote their dissertation. Oh, yeah. We got a manifesto. Yeah. Or at least this was their um, application for R&D. Yeah. And this was Squirp? Squirp. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we appreciate the sentiment. I don't think we're going to talk about it today, though. No, no. We're, we're in pretty deep. But it yeah. is something like worth talking about. Basically, the basic idea was... There are 21 cards that are banned in Historic. Yep. What if we fixed them and put them back in? So what if we digitally eroded them? Mm-hmm. And so stay I, tuned for a future episode, and we'll yeah, we'll cover that. <laughs> there's some pros and cons, and I think that it'd yeah. be interesting to talk about. But yeah, I think we it's don't want to have a six-hour episode have. today. Yeah. Somebody's so, got a tiny terrorist. He's got to tend to. Yeah. Who who? Hates wow, that was a lot of teas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tiny terrorist he has to tend to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tiny terrorist was at ten o'clock. Was like hold me for forty five <laughs> minutes. So I did. I put him down, and then he was like, "Thanks." And fifteen minutes later, he was like, "Yo, I said hold me so I can sleep." <laughs> so I had to hold him till midnight. And I put him down, and then he didn't wake up thankfully. But I wanted to go to bed at ten last night, and he was like, yeah. "Uh, uh, 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 uh." Nope. Nope. You go to you sleep when I say sleep. Yeah. Yeah, I don't sleep when you say sleep. So I think we have some cards that like at the end of this might be like kind of common ground cards. Mm-hmm. So you have uh uh Roger, son of Roger. We we That's both right. said would be good. Roger Roger. We both had some combination of cards from Modern Horizons to make snow good. Yeah. I think that's important. I, I, I also think that uh, Ice Age Snow Basics just makes snow better as well. So if we can get some, sure. <laughs> some Ice Age Ice Age Snow Islands in particular. Yeah. We'd be we'd be alright with that. Yeah, those um, are good ones. We had a me and then someone else suggested like Soul Herder or like ephemerate something to like promote a blink deck. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right? I'm on board with both of those, I think. Right. And so there are a couple cards that we can confidently go to Wizards of the Coast and say mm-hmm. the people have spoken. 
The people have spoken. They want to see Roger, son of Roger. That's right. They want to see some cards that make snow playable in any format that's not limited. Yep. And and they want to see Soul Herder. We want to see a Soul Herder. Let's make this happen. Yep. Right. And then I think we can all get on board with Huntmaster. Yeah, I do too. Nothing bad the, the can happen. The more we talked about it, the more that I thought that was a, a good include. Nothing bad can happen. And like you could, Historic Anthologies 5 could come out in August. Yeah, right before we get right, more right werewolves. Before, yeah, before. Well, I think we go to the vampire side first, right? Um, Is it vampires maybe. then werewolves? No, no, the, I think the werewolves is first. Okay. Also, just real quick. I saw the set release schedule. That yeah. is so weird. Like they're releasing a set and then yeah. halfway through the set's life cycle, they're releasing another set. Yeah. We like well, I mean they're they're both supposed to be out at the same time. Like they're, they're only a couple weeks apart, I think. Like three or four weeks. Yeah, like almost like yeah. halfway to a third of the way through the set's life cycle. Yeah. Like I I wouldn't be surprised if they're both small sets. Yeah, they could both be like 150 card sets and then their powers yeah. combined make yeah. one captain planet big six you know one captain planet yeah right so yeah so i think those are cards that we can probably get behind as mm -hmm. this definitely works i do like the flagstones idea like that would be interesting yeah i thought that'd be cool all right so with that we fixed all of historic anthologies problems you're welcome uh yeah well i'm gonna totally pocket any consulting fees we get sure uh, it's fine um <laughs> So, with that, I think we have a show. We do. If you'd like to tell us what cool card should have been in our Historic Anthologies 5 that we missed, you can tweet us at Casual Tripod. Yep, I totally think you should have done it already on our Discord, like we asked you to last week. But if you missed it and you still want to hit us up, you can do that on Facebook at Casual Tryhard MTG, or you can drop us an email, show at casualtryhardmtg.com. Don't forget, if you're looking to pick up singles, please use our TCG Player affiliate link, tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com. If you want to support us directly, you can do so at patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg. I just mentioned our Discord. There's a link in the description. There's a link on all our social media. Hop on over and uh, get in part of the class, would you call them earlier? Denizens of Discord. The Denizens of Discord. Denizens of Discord, yeah. Hop in there. Become a denizen. And don't forget to check out our YouTube. New videos yeah. coming out all the time. We've been hitting it pretty hard lately, so yeah, having check some it out. fun. Yep. So with that, we'll catch you on the internet. We'll catch you on the internet. We didn't sing this time. We did not sing. Did, more, did you want to sing? No, more subscribers are coming come back. Yeah. They're going to know we didn't <laughs> sing and they're going to be like, "Awesome. Thank you." Yeah. <laughs>